all the sense in the world. Welcome to our first episode of All the Sense in the World. My name is Joy Berta. This podcast is about exploration, discovery, discovery of ourselves and those things that matter to us. We'll also be connecting with places we're familiar with and unfamiliar with. For this first episode, I wanted to talk to you about travel and our affinities for travel, our desires to explore, where do they come from, and ways we can together open our minds, unique and individual imaginations. Like many of you, I have a deep affinity for travel. When I was very young, I discovered my adventurous spirit, which I believe is partly innate, but also formed by our environment. I was a creative, a clever wahine, little girl, living on the island of Oahu, Hawaii, a land so glorious, so beautiful, so fantastical, that it sparked an incredibly profound outlook for me on the world, the world as I knew it in the eyes of a child. Now, can you imagine yourself as a child again, looking through that child's eyes? It's interesting to see what she or he sees, those feelings that you may feel when you have those memories. As a little girl, I remember feeling very happy, especially because each day I was able to see people from all walks of life and cultures. I realized at a young age how much I loved different cultures. I did not like the same. Hawaii, as some of you may know, is a melting pot of cultures and ethnicities. I recall the people we encountered to be also so kind and so loving. My reality as a child was encircled by a warmth of energy and culture, a feeling of aloha. For a moment, just think about that child. You as a child, they're smelling or feeling, recalling your childhood home or a path you would walk, memories of a friend you would play with, a familiar sound in the streets, something you can see so clearly just even today this very moment you don't have to be in the past to remember and recall the experiences you had we all come from unique places and these places and memories of these places form our perspectives and affect our very existence each day even now. I believe places can be transformative at any age. Our everyday existence is affected by our environment, and some more than others, and we will talk about that in future episodes. As a child, I experienced an abrupt change of existence when no longer what we know 
is. It's poof, gone. I'm certain many of you have experienced the words of a parent or parents. We are moving. When you hear those words, what do you feel? Does your heart leap for joy or do you have a catapulting sense of terror? Now this happened to me at the age of seven. Unaware of the change that was about to take place, we moved far, far away to a very different land during the most frigid months of winter in the Rocky Mountains of the mainland, Utah. We ended up in a small town where I learned as a young girl an art. An art I didn't realize was an art. <laughs> the art of adaptation and survival. The warmth, the diversity, the paradise of my home on the beach of Hukilau in Hawaii was no more. Now, our parents, I know, they hoped this move would be beneficial for our family. Their efforts were valiant. But I will say, our new life in Utah was not shaka easy living. We were beach babies. We had been hiking mountains, the jungles, exploring waters, through the lush gardens and jungles, plucking fresh guavas, bananas, at our whim, in the wild. And at all times, we'd run around barefoot, carefree. Who needed shoes? <laughs> How did a girl with this kind of a, an imagination and an ability to explore and this desire for adventure, how did she find her happy places and her solace even in the darkest days of a Utah winter? The most memorable moments for me of my childhood were often a product of my mind. I was able to walk through the garden freely, feeling the earth beneath my feet, admiring the buds of flowers, hoping soon to become a glorious blossom, exploring the many water channels, also known as ditches, crawling through wooden beams of our rickety barn that on occasion housed a cow or a goat, and then I would perch myself upon a dilapidated doghouse, sometimes getting a splinter or two, but well worth it because I was able to get a better view. Beyond the open fields of alfalfa, I could see something else, something new. I was always looking for a better view. And I think there are many of you out there who do this as well. We're looking for a better view, something different. Is there somewhere you go in your mind in order to capture this, this different, unique place? Where do you go? I'd love to, to know. Leave a comment. Now, I had discovered my way as a young girl in the 80s to a virtual travel through my mind. The mind is so powerful for good and bad. In these instances, for good. I was able to 
find a way to escape and explore my current reality whenever I want whenever I wanted normally though it would be in a in a situation where I was free of any house duties or homework and I would find myself in a place of solitude and quiet so I was able to explore with my mind this was very important being able to explore opened my soul to a world of experiences I needed to survive and why is that because my soul depended on it even as a child I needed to feel my senses connected with things beyond my existence how else can we survive, friends? Is this not what we do when we look at a beautiful piece of art, a painting or a sculpture, or a beautiful handmade quilt, or a beautiful dress or scarf or a blouse, even a nice pair of leather shoes, or perhaps a breathtaking scene a landscape or a monument like the Eiffel Tower or the Grand Canyon these places can take your breath away and take you to another place giving you a new appreciation for things beyond your reality are not the senses awakened as we are transported from a visual invigorating experience that touches our soul this experience can change our existence and remain with us remain with our memory inspire continuing to transform us now as i sat up upon this rickety old doghouse my eyes would look as far as they could see, stretching across the fields to the beautiful, majestic Maple Mountain. Glorious, a glorious mountain. It felt so close, as if I could touch it, as if it wanted me to touch it. This little mountain range brought great pride to our community, and I believe many of our community, we believed it was the prettiest mountain of all the mountain range all seasons of the year and especially to the eyes of a nine-year-old girl it truly was glorious that mountain became my friend beyond its beauty maple mountains peak became something more than a an intimidating structure became my friend beyond this beauty and what lay beyond it truly is what captured my attention and my imagination as if being invited to join an expedition perhaps by Vasco da Gama because I was able to travel to foreign lands within my mind I created a world of adventure of places my soul, my soul longed to be, although my young nine-year-old mind 
wasn't really sure of where it would take me, but my soul knew. So today, where did my journey take me? Where will it take me? I can still play this game. Even if I don't have a rickety old doghouse to sit on, I can find a quiet place and see beyond what's before me. So one of these wonderful travel destinations I encountered was Japan. For a, this young girl, she'd never been to Japan. I did have a two elementary school teachers in Hawaii who were Japanese. I think they had a really nice impact on my mind because it, they made me want to go and see their homeland. As well, my grandmother spoke fondly of Japan, having lived there in Saipan with, with my grandfather and my father as he served in the Navy. These memories fled, fed my imagination of the kindest of friendships, most tender and enriching traditions of the people. I didn't need to actually meet these people. I could just feel through her stories, her adoration of them. The images in my mind were also inspired by the many ceramics, Japanese silk dolls, handmade trinkets, were scattered throughout their home. They did have a special energy. And I nearly could feel I was in Japan every time I touched one. Now, although joy remained on the arid soil, not truly in Japan, but physically in the valley of Maple Mountain, my soul was able to be transported by my mind among the people of Japan, who I did feel I already knew. I could see their gentle smiles on their faces as they welcomed me warmly to their homeland. They were speaking their native tongue to me. I would nod gently, understanding their words. And beyond the peak and in my mind, I could speak any language I encountered. What a dream. I remember peacefully exploring the lush gardens of Zen, capturing glimpses of the red painted bridges. I remember smelling the pink scented cherry blossoms and feeling their velvety petals of comfort at my fingertips. It was so soothing. I remember coming upon the royal presence of the bonsai trees, nodding and approving hello to the young girl passing by, not as a stranger, as if they had been expecting me, for they had always known me. My mountain peak of Maple Mountain allowed great imagined adventures for me. This satisfied momentarily my longing to be somewhere new, to physically explore the globe and to connect with the people of the world, to know them and for them to know me. This thought, even as a child, was exhilarating. It didn't intimidate me. 
it fueled me. And perhaps that is what has brought me here today. If I wasn't outside exploring the globe, visiting new places, I was reading about them. For me, one of my best friends growing up was a good book. Typically, I read books on adventure and exploration, usually during another era. I was always intrigued with time travel. I was captivated by Nancy Drew mysteries and historical biographies. Now, Nancy Drew, she always had the great fortune to be invited to some exciting destination with her father. She would find herself in a new land, immediately engaged in a curious situation that offered her an exciting mystery to solve. I envied her ability to just pack her bags and go, but I was very grateful she would allow me the chance to travel with her. We got to see the world together. I learned a lot from Nancy Drew. I think another helpful aspect that opened my mind was keeping a journal. I kept a journal from the age of eight. I also believe it was a way for my mind to connect with my soul. More often than not, my journal entries were extremely trivial. Not so deep, really. Just things like Johnny loves Emma, Eric broke up with Katie. Other times, though, I, I wrote about my trip to a nearby pond in the middle of winter with my ice skates. And that girl, without any inhibition, skated on the ice over waters. I am proud of that girl. I do still keep a journal today. I write about my life, my hopes, my dreams. And it opens a door to my mind that readily needs to be awakened and heard. <laughs> if not, I don't know what would happen. For me, writing helps thoughts. It helps these ideas transpire and it gives life to my imagination. So important. Give your imagination life and give your life imagination. I hear time and time again from people who wish they were reading more or taking more time to write something they want to do, but are not. Now this episode is about opening the gateway of our thoughts and imagination to be discovered and recognized. And this takes some action, some thoughtfulness and desire. Now there's nothing to stop us from doing these, doing these things other than ourselves. So what do we need to do to open this extremely powerful portal of the conscious and subconscious? For starters, take a moment here and now. Go ahead, grab a writing tool and paper. Or if you're with your computer or cell phone, go ahead and uh, open up a writing app. I can, I can wait for you. Now, when you're ready, you can close your eyes, unless you're driving, don't, you, don't close your eyes. Close your eyes for a moment, or mentally shut things out. Just feel a warmth and happiness filling your body. Place your mind in an endearing moment of your life, a moment of positivity and something that, that fuels a power of joy and and sheer bliss, happiness. 
maybe just calm. That's a good memory to recall. And as you're there, think about where you are. Are you alone? What do you hear and see? What do you smell? What do you feel? The importance of this is your senses are awake, even in memories. You can still feel these sensations. Have a quietness in your in your soul. You'll be able to recall these feelings and write them down. You can use simple words. Just be in the moment. Feel your mind and body reliving and re revealing the experience to you. And this activity exercise can be done more than once at the same place, same time, the same memories. Because you may have new ideas to add. You may have more insights. You may also find yourself extending that memory from a moment into a day, recalling more than you could have imagined. I think it's beautiful to relive that, especially through your senses. That's why I want you to write these things down and make them no longer abstract, but physical and concrete. That's what note-taking and writing can do for you. We can travel mentally, spiritually, and emotionally right now with, with the right tools. Now, and this is something we'll be able to do in the next few episodes and going forward we're going to have guests discussions with these guests in their journey of creation exploration I have in particular a guest who is originally from from Italy He's an industrial designer. It's very curious to me to see how one forms a decision, what senses are prescribed to create, to imagine, to develop an idea. These discussions you will be able to hear in episodes will help you in your own search your own quest for inspiration. It is my purpose and my goal to help you reveal and to unearth your soul's compass, who you are, what you are, and why. You are exactly who you are. And that is a beautiful thing. These are wonderful discussions we will have going forward. Please feel free to comment if there are any things you would like to discuss. This is a podcast of exploration.
discovering some of those existential and formative reasons for our affinities and curiosities, whether it be for places, people, or cultures. And how do we satisfy these desires? We can do this together as we find our soul's compass. Enjoy your day. Thank you.